and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. Oh, praise the Lord. Wow. What a weekend. Yeah. My goodness. Isn't it great? Yes. Just take a deep breath, will you? Let's do it together. One, two, three. Breathe in. And let it go quickly. Do it again. And let it go. And again. I've just delivered you from every demon that I be free. Be free now. You're free. Amen. He's thankful. Thank you, Jesus. Well, a multi-generational family on mission. By faith, we can do this. Oh, wow. Thank you, Jamie. By faith, we can do this. Amen. That's the only way we can do it is by faith and believing what God has for us. And Jimmy was sharing yesterday, and we've shared this together, about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And, um, you know, Abraham, he built altars. Jacob, uh, sorry, um, Isaac, he dug wells. And Jacob, as Jimmy said last night, wrestled with God. And Abraham, you know, I'm going to read this scripture because I love it. And uh, in Genesis chapter 12, of course, it's been read to us maybe a couple of times this weekend, verse 1 to 4. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, well, we'll call him Abraham, okay? So if you're a number one in the Enneagram, you might have a wee problem with Abraham and Abraham. But it's Abraham because we're the other side of the covenant, okay? That's settled. Amen. So now the Lord had said to Abraham, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Okay, I'm 75 years old. And you know what Haran means? It means the place to incite passion. That's what it means. The place to incite passion. You know, has this been your Haran this week? I say it different. Haran. Is that how you, is that how you say it in Texas? Haran. Haran. Haran is the proper way to say it, you know. Haran. Say it with me. Ah, I can hear the R. I can hear the R. Praise God. And we need a passion. Amen? Amen. A passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. And Abraham was a man of passion, and he built altars. We can read that in verse 7 and 8 of Genesis 12. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was 70. Well, I've read that already. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your descendants I will give this land. 
And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. Now, that Bethel is the Bethel before Bill, okay? You get it? Okay. The Bethel before Bill. Okay, so remember Bethel. And he pitched his tent um, with, um, with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Bethel means house of God. Amen? So important. We see in the Old Testament the shadows and the types and the patterns, and God gives us the hints of what he wants to reveal to us of, as a New Testament church. And we need to be those that believe. And Abraham was a man who believed God. I think it was Michael. No, he commissioned us older people, by the way. Didn't he? Yeah, I was, I was blessed the other week in, in Waco because I had the opportunity. Jimmy Seibert started to speak for him. You're 60 years old and above. And it was just coming up to his birth, birthday. And I said, welcome to my world. <laughs> Amen? Welcome to my world. So if you're 60 and over, this is your day. Amen? Amen? God is ready. So you get ready to move then because we're going to have an altar call and you're going to come to the front and we're going to get some young people to pray for you today. Amen? I believe that's important for us. Maybe we need that energizing, that fresh energizing again in the Lord and we're going to let the Lord do that for us. You know, there was a guy called, there is a guy called Steve Fry. And when I first went to, to Waco, we, when, when, when we were worshiping um, in, in, in the Highland Baptist Church, he would come there. You know, I'm, he, he wrote the song, um, was it? I'm Abandoned to the Captain, you know? That one, one of Jimmy's favorites. Anyway, he would talk to us and he would say, we have to come to altar points in our lives. You know, times that you remember. I remember an altar point in my life when I was about 32, I think, or 33 years old. And it was in 1983. Um, at the end of 1983, I'm reading Keith Green's last newsletter. And it entitled, Go. And I was convicted that Sunday morning. Um, and God was speaking to me about missions. And there was about 20 people in our little church meeting in a little hall in, 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 in Macduff um, in, in Scotland. And <clears throat> Yvonne, she was looking after the kids that day. And I started to say, well, God's going to send us on mission. And God said to me that morning, you're going to go first because you're going to be laying hands on lots of people that are going to go to the mission field. And I need to send you first so that you can understand and you can lay hands on them with conviction. And so it ended up, long story short, 1984. In May 1984, um, I ended up in the middle of a slum in, Dara in, in Mumbai, um, a slum called Daravi. And I'm there that day, and the first time I'd, you know, I'd ever gone to, uh, to Asia, and, and I'm in this foreign country, 90 degrees heat, 90 degrees humidity, and this pastor is just showing us around. First day there. And, and uh, you know, he's saying to us, he's saying, well, you know, if you get murdered in this, uh, this slum, 
He said, what they do is they bury you under the trash and your very bones disappear. Oh. Now you weren't there, so you didn't know how scared I was, okay? I was scared. And you know what I was most scared, that, scared of? They would offer me a drink of water, you know, because I would surely die then. Um, and and, and here, here, here we were, and, and he's telling us these stories, and the guy I was with, I was only there to carry a suitcase and wash a pair of socks now and again for this guy I was with. And, and he leans over like this. He said, oh, you're preaching here tonight, first day in India. I thought, this is deep dive, you know? Give me a break here. And, and so we, I'm there, and we're, we're preaching, and, um, you know, all sorts of things were happening. Um, around, but you know that was my first experience of following God, and you know i don 't know how many thousand of training school people and different stuff that we 've done, but we 've sent a lot of people to the mission field through the years. What a privilege it 's been, but we do it out of conviction of what god 's called us to. That was certainly an altar point in my life as God was shaping and molding us into be who he had called us uh, to be in that day. Abraham was a worshiper. Well, let me say this about Abraham. In Genesis 13, 14, it says this, and the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated from him, lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. That's the only way we can look. We can't look back, amen? We got to keep looking forward, amen? And it's time maybe for us, as we're getting older and an older generation, we were commissioned on Friday night by Michael Miller to give what we have away to a new generation. But listen, God's not finished with us yet. Amen? And I don't know when you last came to the altar. Maybe you've been one that just looks at the altar and, and looks at it from a distance. And maybe you think, I remember when I used to go down there. But I really believe God's calling us as an older generation to the altar again. He's calling us for such a time as this. Amen? And listen, we can do it. We can do it because he's called us and we still have an anointing. And I love to say to you, these young people, you can't live without me and I can't live without you because we have to do it together. Amen? Say that word with me together. That's good. You're getting enthusiastic. Praise the Lord. Abraham, he was a worshiper. Amen? Here's the scripture. He was a worshiper. Genesis 22, 5. And I love this scripture. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The, the lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. What a man of faith. Amen. What a man of faith. Now he's, he's, he's about, it was he a hundred and some years old by this time. We will come back to you. He believed God beyond. You'll have to read Hebrews chapter 11. He believed God that even if he had killed Isaac, he would have raised him up. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely amazing. That DNA is inside each and every one of us to continue to believe God right to the end. Amen? 
And as we continue to believe him, then we're going to see the fulfillment of what he has been saying to us. Yes, as Michael Miller said, there may be things that we've dreamt and we haven't seen yet. But listen, we're not stopping dreaming. And we're not stopping believing that we're going to see the salvation of God in our day. Amen? I want to die happy. I don't know about you, but I want to die happy. I'm not going to die today. But, you know, I committed, Lord, yeah, it's up to you. And, I, you know, when Jimmy got the, the Antioch 3.0, we looked at one another and he said, hey, we're already in the 3.0. And we committed ourselves together for another 15 years. I'll be 78 then. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Praise God. People at home ask me when I'm going to retire. I don't, even, don't think I can even spell that word. You know, who wants to retire? You can never retire from God. But he certainly wants to fire us up again. He wants us to find our Haran, that place of, of passion, and find that passion again in our hearts and to raise us up to do what he's called us to do. There's a beautiful part here in, in Genesis 22. And it's a great picture of the church, I believe. Um, if I can find Genesis 22. Yeah. And here he is. He was, he was a, a guy that built altars. And, <clears throat> and, then, and then what happened was he obeys God. He obeys God and he takes his son to the altar. He puts Isaac on that, on, on that altar in Genesis 22. And as I heard Roger Forster, he, he ran the Ichthus churches in South London, and he was teaching us on church history, and I've never forgot this. As Abraham lifted the knife between, uh, above the heaving breast of his son, God spoke to him, Abraham, Abraham. Wow, it's so powerful. He came to that point that he would have killed his son but God, it wasn't time for that. He looks behind him. He sees a ram in the thicket. And he sacrifices the ram. You know why it was a ram? Because it wasn't time for the lamb. It wasn't time for the lamb. He, saw, he, he sacrifices the, the ram um, in the thicket. And I love what it says here. It says... Um, my, by myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply. Your descendants as the stars of heaven and the sand of the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemy. And in, all your, in, in, in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Wow. To obey is better than to sacrifice. We can't sacrifice what God has called us to. We can't give up on what he's, he's, he's called us to. We just need to continue to be obedient. And then there's a beautiful thing here. Another altar point in my life, actually. And I'll just cut into it. You know, we're into genealogies these days. Genealogies, is that okay? Um, and verse 23, and it says this, 
and Bethel, Bethel begot Rebekah. I remember that old Baptist preacher in, in, in UK, David Pawson, and he said this, Abraham represents the father, Isaac represents the son, and Rebecca represents the church, and the, the Abraham's servant represents the Holy Spirit, that shadow of things to come. And one day I was sitting there with a little church in the northeast of Scotland, a, vi a, a village of 4,000 people. Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so didn't come that Sunday, and I'm all full of, oh, have they left the church? Oh, are they coming back? You know, yeah, I don't know if you've ever felt that in the States, but that's how it is sometimes in Scotland. That was when the faith level was way down. But when I read Rebecca's name, I've never worried about the church one day since because I could see in that name because she represents the church that God has a plan for his church and he will not fail. Amen. He will not fail. And we are a multi-generational church on mission and we are not going to fail in our mission we're going to be obedient to God for what he's called us to be and called us to do. And we're going to see God do great things. Amen? Amen. 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 We're alive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And Romans, Romans 4, 12 tells us that we must walk in the steps of the faith of which our father Abraham walked in. Amen. I was going to do a series one time way, way many years ago. And, you know, I thought it was mainly for couples. The day that Sarah saw stars in Abraham's eyes. And I was thinking, I could do a six weeks on this, you know, a Genesis 15. You know, the, oh, it'll, it'll, it'll be great. And then I said to a friend of mine, I said, have you any books that can help me? Or, you know, give me some materials that I can study the life of Abraham. And he, he emailed me back and he said, I can't find any books, but I just know this, the study on Abraham is not so much for your church, but it's for you. So I preached on Abraham for a year and a half. You think that's funny, don't you? I think it's great because he's, he's my favorite ca character apart from Jesus. Amen? And we need to follow in the footsteps of our father Abraham because um, we're called for what he's called us to in these days which is far more and far greater than has ever been seen before. Amen? Amen. Haggai said that the latter glory of this house will be greater than the former. Anything that we've seen before pales into insignificance and in light of all that God still wants to do because there's more glory coming. There's more glory as he wants to give to us in these days. And it's the way we say that word, glory. Wow. It's deep in Scotland. In England, if you're English, excuse me, um, glory, that's what they talk about in England, the glory, the glory. We speak about the glory the glory hallelujah amen if you don't get anything out of this uh, message you'll love the accent won't you amen praise god uh, isaac he second thing is isaac dug wells 
He dug wells and he, he tried to redig his father's wells, but he got a lot of trouble. He got a lot of strife happened when he tried to redig his father's well, and he had to go and dig his own well. And then he, it was a time when, and, and well, you read Genesis chapter 26, um, and he dug his own wells and he found that God had made room for him. But you know something? In the New Testament, Jesus never dug wells. He only sat in one. And he asked for a drink. And there's a world out there asking you and me for a drink. And they want to drink something of what God has for him in, in Jesus' name. And this is what Jesus said. Jesus answered the woman and said in John 4.10, If you knew the gift of God and who it is is with you, give me, who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Living water. And we have a promise in John chapter 7. These are, are important scriptures, I believe, because I believe the body of Christ have been mid misled so often in this scripture here. And, you know, it, go, it says in John 7, 37, on the last day of the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone is thirsty. Now that was blasphemous. He's saying anyone, not just Jews. He's crying out about wanting to give what he had because he was watching them doing a religious practice. And, um, and, and the, what the priests would do, they would, they would fill a golden bowl at the pool of Siloam. They would take it to the altar and they would pour the water over the altar and signifying Moses getting the water out of the rock. And here the rock himself is standing there very quiet. He had come up quietly to the feast and he's watching us and he couldn't contain himself. You know, if anybody is thirsty, he can come. No, if anyone is thirsty, come unto me and drink. And from your innermost being will flow river. No, no, that's not what it says. Listen to what it says. If anyone is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. And this verse is often missed. And he who believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. When did that happen? We'll help you out. Acts 2.33. It speaks of Jesus being glorified and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And so much of the body of Christ has missed out on the outpouring of Holy Spirit in these days. And even in times past, we were told in one church that it's not for today. You can't have that. The only thing is God came and baptized me in the Holy Spirit in my bedroom back in 1977. He never even asked me. <laughs> Yvonne's pregnant with our first daughter, Leslie, and she's lying there, and this blinding light comes into the bedroom. And I said, oh, this is Jesus. Something's going on here. I mean, just an old fisherman, but never mind. And, and, I, and I get out of my bed, and I'm on my knees, and I'm thinking, maybe this is Jesus coming to take me to heaven. Yvonne's lying there with a big bump. She's looking over the bump and she's saying, hey, mate, you're going nowhere. You're going to be a dad, so you're staying here. You ain't going to heaven tonight. I love that. Amen? 
Amen. And here's, and then Jesus, what I didn't realize, he baptized me in the Holy Spirit and he never even asked me. I was nobody to say, hey, we won't embarrass you. We're not going to make you do anything you don't want to do. Listen, I was in my boxer shorts. Give me a break. <laughs> embarrass me. I mean, we can't live without the living water. That's what Jesus said to the lady in John 4. We need the living water. So don't go digging an old well. Live from the place that rivers are flowing through you. Say that with me, rivers. Oh, you can do better than that. Rivers. Whoa, come on. The rivers are flowing. Amen? And we need God to help us and God to encourage us. Amen? And then we come to Jacob. There's a multi-generational family on mission. And he had went through all he went through. You know, his father actually ordered him to go and to, to go to Haran. I wonder why he asked him to go to Haran, because he had very little passion in his life. He wasn't a hunter. He was kind of tied to his mother's apron strings. You know, he was that kind of guy. But he ends out in the wilderness on his own. And he has that dream of the ladder going from earth to heaven and so forth. He anoints the stone, his pillow, and he calls the name of the place Bethel. Here we have the church coming up again. Amen. And then he goes on his journey, his life with Laban, and he's on his way back. He's kind of frightened at his brother coming out with 400 men. And, and um, he, he has this night when he's on his own, and he's wrestling with God. You ever wrestled with God? Amen? Oh, yeah, okay. And, 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 and we need to get into that place where we're wrestling for what it is that God has for us. You know, it was back in 2015 on the, 4th, on the 6th of January. God spoke to me in a vision. I woke up in this vision and he said, he, 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 well, long story short, I could see this wave coming. And um, the Lord asked me the question, if you know that there's a wave coming, he said, what would you do? I said, oh, Lord, we would just have another meeting. Isn't that what you would do? Amen. It's like the story of the fishermen, you know, their boat was sinking and, and out in the North Sea. And the captain of the boat says to God, anybody got a Bible? No, no, nobody's got a Bible. Anybody know a prayer? No. And then he, in frustration, his boat's going down and he says, anybody know anything religious we could do? One guy said, we could take up the collection. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> praise God. So we need to learn how to wrestle. And so the Lord said to me, I need you to get on higher ground because I want you to be at the heart of the next move of God. And so I get up at five o'clock in the morning and it's a wrestle with God some days to hear his voice to do what he's called us to do. If you saw me back in those days in the church building every, every morning, I had a piece of bamboo cane and I would beat the arrows, you know. Don't beat them three times. You know, beat them six. I, I mean, I wore the thing out. It's all duct tape now to keep it going. I'd blow my shofar. I'd blow the shofar to the north, the south, and the east, and the west. And I would think of you when I was blowing it to the west. 
you know, believe in God that he wanted to do something in our lives. I had a big staff that I would beat it on the platform, you know, crying out to God, wrestling with God for the more that he has for us. That's what he's called us to, to wrestle with God. It says this in Genesis 32, I think it's verse 28. And he said, the Lord said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. He's called us to prevail in these days, to be what he's called us to be. Have you been prevailing with God? You know, when I came in on Friday, I got this word. And I don't know if, you know, if your name's Jeff or, you know, but, but it, was, it was the name Jeff, okay? But this may fit anyone. And I did share it with a young lady um, on, on Friday night too. But, you know, I heard the word Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Very, very clear. And I don't know about you, but when you're a Jeff and you get a Jeffrey or a Will and it's a William, you know, that's when mom or dad's quite mad with you, you know, and they shout out your full name. You know what I mean? And I really believe that God wants to arrest us in that, but not because he's given us into trouble, but he's calling us back to the altar. He's calling us back to the altar in these days so that we can do that which God has called us to do. Amen? So I want to say, let's stand to our feet. I want to say to um, some of my peers, older people, over 60, the altar's open for you this morning.